And now, the Street Photography Magazine podcast with your host, Bob Patterson. Welcome back to the Street Photography Magazine podcast. I'm Bob Patterson, publisher of Street Photography Magazine. And today, Ashley Rifo is here, our editor, and uh, she was uh, kind enough to join us because she asked such great questions. How, how can I not? And uh, so, Ashley, well, yeah, welcome back. Glad you could be on the show. Yeah, thanks, Bob. Glad to be here today, too. It's been a little while. Yeah, it's been a while. But, uh, you know, we've got uh, our, our guest today is Karen Cummings, and she is uh, going to be our featured photographer in the month of October. And, of course, Ashley writes our fe- featured interviews. Um, and so she had some time. I thought, come on. This way, you can talk to Karen personally, get to know each other, and that helps helps write the article. We've been doing uh, written feature articles since earlier in 2023, and it's, it, people really liked it, uh, in particular the people that you're writing about, because you, you always say such nice things. <laughs> well, everybody we've had has been so such interesting people, so it makes it easy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. They're all interesting. If you're a photographer, you're automatically interesting. <laughs> At least to us anyway. So anyway, um, our guest today and our feature photographer for October, you'll be listening to this in October. And we're recording it in September when it's like 99 degrees here and 97 degrees up in Harrisburg where Karen is. And it's cooler in Florida. For a change. Somehow. Huh? <laughs> Somehow. Somehow. Yeah. <laughs> just wait. Uh, oh, you got another hurricane coming your way, too. So that looks interesting. Oh, that hasn't been on my radar yet. So thanks. I'll look it up after we're oh, done. Oh, you're here. welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> anyway, Karen, Karen Cummings, Harrison, Harris. I keep thinking we have a Harrisonburg by us in Virginia, but Harrisburg, PA, the capital of Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania, as we used to call it in Ohio. I grew up right next. I mean, like, Two miles from the Pennsylvania border. So, you know, we had to make fun of, make fun of yuns or use, <laughs> as you guys say on the, the, well, at least in Philly anyway. So anyway, Karen, welcome. Thanks. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to make fun of your state. It's a beautiful <laughs> state. <laughs> well, thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, we're well, glad to have you. Um, I'll get into, you know, why we invited you in the first place. Um, you, you, everybody, you'll see when you see her work why she was invited. But uh, Karen is, um, she's been shooting. Well, I don't know how long you've been shooting, but she has been displaying her work in a lot of very good places. She, she is very proficient about having her work seen in shows basically around the country, but she's been in the photo review. And she's been in Black and White Magazine, which uh, I think is a super honor to be in. Uh, New York Center for the uh, for the Photographic Arts, the Smith Gallery in Johnson City, Texas. I, I've talked to several people who have been in that gallery. I don't know why. They must have quite a photography collection. So maybe we can talk about that and many, many others. And we'll talk about how she... She gets shown so much. Well, she does good work. I mean, that certainly helps. 
So, Karen, why don't you uh, give us a little of your background and tell us how you got into street photography and um, what you've been doing? Well, I wish there was a straight line for how I got from photography into street photography, but it's kind of a crooked line um, through a lot of different other things. Um, do you want to know how, like, my history as far as having cameras or how far back should I go here? Far back as you want. Just do it in five minutes or less. Ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have to say that sometimes. The second time I did this, I asked that same question. This was like 10 years ago. 45 minutes later, he's still talking about college. <laughs> well, I'll start with my first digital camera. Okay. Um, which I, I got, I guess, around 2005, six. I'm not sure. And like most of my other photography, I was just kind of doing things haphazard, um, not really focused in terms of a goal. And someone, uh, a friend of mine, talked me into joining the camera club, local camera club, which I did. And I guess that was around 2011, 12. And I started a project of doing a photo a day mm. for a year. Mm. And when you do a photo a day project, you don't just do one photo a day. You take as many as you need till you get one you, you like. And during that year, I took more than 20,000 photos. Yikes. Wow. Uh, yeah, and during that time, I uh, noticed that what I was most attracted to was photographs of people. Um, but then I was, you know, back then I was still photographing color and not doing candid shots, but doing um, what you might call street portraits. Hmm. And as part of the camera club, um, one of the things that the leader of the club did at that time was to arrange for field trips to see different photographers, you know, famous photographers, um, like we saw Paul Strand, um, mm. Cortez, and a few others. But the turning point for street photography with me was the one we uh, went to to see Gary Winogrand in Washington, D.C. Mm. And by then I had, you know, done some studying about different photographers and, you know, their, their techniques and, you know, how they photographed and everything. and. Um, I had decided before we went to the Winogrand exhibit that I was going to spend the free time I had in the afternoon doing street photography on the uh, mall in D.C. And I guess if anybody's listening that doesn't know what the mall in D.C. is, it's not a shopping mall. It's a public park where there's always people around. And it's a great place to do street photography. One of my so favorites. That was, yeah, that was the official start. And by then... I was uh, photographing with the intent of converting my photos to black and white. So. How did it go? You were freshly inspired. I was. Did you get some good I, shots that day? I did. In fact, um, I still have several of them. In fact, one I just recently re reworked. Um, I had left it alone for a long time because the focus was kind of soft. And when I looked at it just recently, I'm, I'm doing a presentation on street photography. I wanted to include that one because I'm tracing my history towards street photography in the presentation. Um, I decided that it was okay that it was soft because the softness fit the subject matter. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it was a, a photograph of um, a Mennonite woman from behind and she was holding a baby, I could tell. And there was a little girl 
kind of hanging on to her shoulder, looking at the baby. And you see the little girl's curls. Um, I don't usually like to photograph people from behind, but in this case, it, it just seemed to work well. Um, and the, the soft focus, I think, was just appropriate for that subject matter. Hmm. That's so, nice. So you're, are you still in the camera club? Yeah, well, yes, but the, the pandemic really put the kibosh on the oh, club. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, the one club is still meeting um, by Zoom, but doing a lot of um, field trips. The, the club that I was talking to, referring, referring to, is still meeting, but we just get together. There's only about 12 of us now, down oh. from 120. Wow. Uh, wow. Yeah, who we'll just get together and show each other our work. Yeah, well, that's nice. What do you do in a camera club with 120 people? How does that work? <laughs> well, not everybody showed up at one time, fortunately. <laughs> but, you know, that, I think <clears throat> we used to do like every month have a competition. And I think that's where I learned a lot about photography. And that's mm -hmm. where I also got my competitive edge. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and I have, a, I have a thick skin when it comes to competitions. I mean, you know, you mentioned me getting into a lot of shows, but I've been rejected far, far more than I've gotten into. So mm. I just keep plugging away and keep trying. Does, um, I belong to two camera clubs in my life, and uh, and they do tend to have lots of competitions, and they tend to stress beautiful pictures um like beautiful landscapes and you know flowers and uh, uh nature and uh how how does your club take to to you out on the streets do, do they enjoy the you know the gritty nature of, of some of your photos or uh, i know i've uh, i've i've shown mine to the club a little bit and you know we have like a um, review session which is real, really helpful particularly in terms of using technology but sometimes they look at my photos and they go what what is that i don't get that you know you gotta, we gotta replace the background we have to put a put in a new sky it'll look better that way you know things like that and you know do you run into that type of a thing or maybe they just know you so well that it's not a big issue well i did for a long time in fact when i was doing the photo a day project i experimented with a lot of different types of photography sure. and generally i didn't enter my street photography in competitions mm -hmm. um it took me a while to get to a point where i felt comfortable doing that and i don't think it was a reflection really on the quality of the photos as mm -hmm. far as i'm concerned anyway but the fact that i knew they weren't accepted as much as they would you know, people that judges would like a landscape, like you said, or yeah. flowers, birds. Um, I did, you know, I did enter them here and there. But um, again, one of the things I guess I kind of had trouble with, you know, when you're in a camera club, you learn all about the rules of photography. And with street photography, I think, you know, you have the opportunity to break all those rules. Yep. And like I said, with this soft focus photo, had I entered that back when, when I took it, mm -hmm. I'd have been criticized for the mm -hmm. fact that it wasn't in Sharp. focus. Yeah. You know, that would have been 
yeah. points knocked off of my score. <laughs> so I, you know, I, I, for a while I was hesitant to enter stuff, but um, I guess the last few years, yeah, I brought my street photography to the meetings, um, and I. The other club I was telling you about actually asked me in 2019 to do a presentation on my street photography. So, so there's acceptance now where there wasn't, I think, for a long time. I guess street photography has gained a lot of traction too, just as far as general mm-hmm. knowledge about it as a genre in the past few years too. So that's, I'm sure that helps. Yeah, and it's, <clears throat> I don't know still if it's looked at as art. I mean, I think that's kind of like, a dividing mm-hmm. thing among judges. It's not the art of photography. It's a, it's like documentary or street. You know, it, I I don't know how to explain it. It's just I th- I get the sense that it's not viewed as art, the same mm. as other types of photography. I think it's art. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, we'd be publishing landscape photography magazine. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Ashley. Yeah. No, I was just going to say, I like that you came back to your photo. We recently published an article about reviewing your work and editing it again later on because you might come up with something totally different. I'm curious, though, you mentioned how many photos you took just for your one photo a day project. I'm sure you have tons more after that. Are you keeping all these photos? Oh, no, no, no. How do you decide what to keep and what not to keep? Well, I hate clutter as a general rule in my life and in my, my <laughs> photography. Uh, yeah, um, I just look at something and can I work with it, you know, or is it just something that has no hope? I I have to tell you a story about one of my photos because I had taken it back in 2014 at um, Knobles Amusement Park. I don't know if you're familiar with that park or not, but it was it was at night and it was um, – a ride that people sat in it like a, a chair and spun around. And the photo was so blurry and it was dark. And I, you know, several times I almost threw it away. And then one day I was uh, playing around in Lightroom and I decided to convert it to black and white. And when I saw that, I thought, boy, that has a really surreal quality to it. Hmm. And it reminded me of that scene in um, something with. Something Wicked This Way Comes. Are you familiar mm-hmm. with that? Um, mm-hmm. Where the kid's on the merry-go-round, and if it goes one direction, he gets older, and in another direction, he gets younger. Mm-hmm. So these two people were spinning around in, on this ride. And at that point, I decided to do a, a project on showing the creepier side of uh, amusement parks and carnivals. <laughs> so that's what got me started doing my carnival project, which I've been working on since basically since 2014. So it was a nearly trashed photo that got a project going. <laughs> yes, it was. Yeah, it. It. In fact, it's hanging on my wall. <laughs> I really like, right. I love your carnival work too. It's, it's really oh, good. Thank you. thank you. I'd like to take a quick break to thank the Street Photography Magazine subscribers for your support. We couldn't do this without you. You may have noticed that we don't sell advertising or sponsorships in the podcast or inside Street Photography Magazine itself. And that's because we want to be completely objective about the work we publish and the services and gear that we cover. Our only constituent is you, our listeners and readers. 
So if you like what we're doing, you can support the show by subscribing to Street Photography Magazine. It's only $5 per month, and you can do it by visiting streetphotographymagazine.com slash subscribe. And now back to the show. What really caught my eye was your carnival work. Um, I had shot a carnival not long before. That was last fall, I think. I uh, went out at night because I wanted to do some night photography. Shot all around the carnival. Got some nice photos. What I thought were nice photos at the time. And then I saw yours. And, and I was blown away. Uh, first of all, let's back up. I think carnivals... You know, the concession stand, that's not even a good word for them. You know, the funnel cake trucks and, you know, all the stuff you're not supposed to eat. The frying stations. The fried stuff. <laughs> you know, the graphics they use on those and the, and the fonts that they use and the, the size of it uh, really lends themselves to black and white photography. If you see them during the day, you know, no big deal. But you see them in black and white at night. I mean, there's just something to it. And I was really proud of myself on my funnel cake photo, which actually I think you criticized. Did you? No, you didn't. I don't remember. I don't know. I ask your opinion. <laughs> okay. And then I look at Karen's work and I go, wow, I'm doing something wrong. And number one, I wasn't close enough. Dumb mistake. And I was, and I was shooting everything straight on. So, you know, I learned a lot from what you do. Of course, you've been doing it for almost 10 years now. So, uh, and uh, I already answered my question about how you got into that. But do you continue with it? Do you visit different carnivals or you go to the same place all the time? Well, most of the ones I've visited are in Pennsylvania, although I, I did do one in Maryland a couple years back. But um, I was doing it regularly up until the pandemic. Mm. Yeah. And then the pandemic hit. And of course, <clears throat> carnival stopped here. There were none. And once they started back up again, I started going to the carnivals and um, they just didn't seem quite the same. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> one of your other photographers said that, I think it was a fellow named Rojas, um, said that he felt after the pandemic, people were more suspicious. Hmm. And I kind of feel the That's same the way when it comes to the, the carnival photos. Um, I have a friend who's also doing carnival photos and we've exhibited together and he said the same thing. It's like the carnivals just aren't the same as they were. Um, I mean, pre pandemic people went, they had fun, they ate all that bad stuff. They got on rides, they, they played games, mm -hmm. you know, they really weren't paying attention to. You ate funnel cake that passed through like five people's hands and it was not a problem. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> Fried, or <laughs> Fried Oreos. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, all that stuff. Um, <laughs> fried Oreos. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, now it seems like, well, there are fewer people, I think, at the carnivals. But it, it seems like they're more aware of, they're not as into it. I mean, it's just not the same emotional feeling. And I think they're more aware of being photographed. That's That was my general impression. <clears throat> the um... Yeah, one thing that concerns me about shooting around a carnival, there's kids, right? Everybody takes their kids yeah. to a carnival. I'm afraid of yeah. someone calling me out because their child's in a photograph I'm taking. And it didn't happen to me, but did it did ever you ever run into that? 
Well, at the carnivals, I, I kind of um, stuck to adults at um, mm -hmm. concession stands. That was the main thrust of my project. I do have photos with kids in them, although they're not photos of the kids specifically. Yeah. Uh, but no, no one's ever said anything to me about it. The same with street photography. I've never had anyone, um, you know, say anything because their kids were in a photo. Usually if it's a photo of a kid, I ask the parent. But if a kid happens to be in the photo, I just go with it. Well, and you're probably one of the most non-threatening people with a camera out there. I think, you, I think we have an edge as women as well to take pictures of kids. Yeah. It's less threatening than a guy. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I once said that my superpower is being invisible in a crowd, and I, I think that's true. I can walk through a crowd, and people just don't notice me. That is a superpower. Yeah, it yeah. is. <laughs> it is. Who else has that? Besides the invisible man, old people. I can well, say that I'm old, right? We're all invisible. I'm doing two counts here. I, I was watching a movie. Who was it? Kathy Bates. I forget who the actress was. And she's with a friend. She goes, "Watch this." And she goes into a drugstore and she just starts taking things off the shelf and sticking them into her purse. And the woman said, "What? Why are you doing that?" She goes, "Hey, I'm I'm over." 50 or over 60, I'm invisible. Nobody will notice anything I do. And she walked out with all this stuff. It was funny. I actually can't relate to that. Yet. Yeah. It's you got coming. a long way. Don't worry. To, yeah, yeah. Halfway to 70. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Ready to get all the way. <laughs> so, um, another thing. The, the, that I really liked that you, you did was, um, and, and you talked about this on your website, is, is you started going out at night during the pandemic. And it, by the way, when you, when you look at her work, you see she does a lot of black and white, which, you know, one thing that I really gravitate to as well. But she did all this, all this work at night, uh, and it's all in color. And it's really cool. Um, the uh, and I just wonder what why you chose to do the night photography in color. And by the way, it's it's not just in color, but it's pretty punchy. I don't know you you shooting Fuji. By the way, we we both shoot Fuji with Fuji as well. Do you use one of the film simulations like classic Chrome or something at night? Um, no, well, first of all, why I kept them in color, I, I thought that um, the lights at night and what I was photographing kind of lent, them, lent themselves to staying in color. Um, I should probably tell you a little bit about how I process and how yeah, I process sure. those, actually, uh, not my black and whites. But I, I work in Lightroom. I upload to Lightroom. <clears throat> and I usually edit my film. <clears throat> excuse me. Mm-hmm my photos to a point where I like them. But with these particular photos, um, the Harrisburg at night photos, I took them into Nick Color Effects Pro. Mm. Are you familiar with that? No. Oh, okay. Mm -mm. Nick software has... Oh, oh Nick. Oh, okay, I get Nick, that. Nick, yeah. 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 Um, and in Color Effects Pro, I would apply anywhere from one to three presets 
to each photo. I could you can stack them in Nick mm -hmm. until I got the results that I wanted. So I think that's what gives them their punchiness. Yeah, yeah, it really works. I just, uh, I, I just love the look. And a lot of yeah. times, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I just, I, I like it. Sometimes uh, people play with either Nick or with uh, Lightroom or whatever. You know, they, they just don't look right, uh, especially like HDR photos. Just don't look right. But yours just, they really just kind of jump out at you, I think, mainly because they're at night. And and um, I, like I said, it's punchy without being over-processed. Punchy in a good way. Yeah. Punchy in a good <laughs> yeah. way, yeah. The contrast, I think, worked with those. Yeah. Um, oh, you just said something I was going to comment on. Oh, I can't think what it was. I knew this would happen. A senior moment. <laughs> oh, that's okay. <laughs> I don't, I'll have to come back to it because I can't think of what it was. Yeah, no problem. No problem. We can just uh, um, just move on to other things. If it comes back to you, just, just tell us. And uh, what about you, Ashley? You got any? Um, yeah, well, well, I have a couple things there, yeah. not on the same topic, but oh, okay. I was digging back through your blog, Karen, and you had a couple oh. really interesting, uh, interesting posts on there. One that I liked was you talked about uh, not shooting in like burst mode and just taking a single image at a time. Yeah, and uh, I liked what you said. You said if you're if you're pressing the shutter again and again, you could not only miss the moment, you could potentially destroy it. Ooh. So I thought it would be nice if maybe you could elaborate on that yeah. here. Yeah. Um, when I shoot street photography, I try to remain inconspicuous. And that means kind of um, visualizing what's going to happen so that you can press the shutter at the right moment. And if you miss it, too bad. You know, as far as I'm concerned, just walk on and do something else, photograph mm -hmm. something else. Because if you're pressing the, you know, if you're standing there shooting in burst mode, you know, pretty soon you get noticed. And you, the people notice you instead of the interaction or the moment that you're trying to capture. And I think it's rude to insert myself into someone else's moment um, or interaction. So, yeah, I just shoot once and done and then go on. And I've missed shots or, you know, I think, oh, you know, I didn't get it right. But, hey, you know, you're on the street. There'll be other moments that you can capture. Yeah, that's yeah. true. I see you shoot with the uh, X100S. At least maybe that's what was on your website. Maybe you got a newer version now. But the... Well, hmm? oh, go ahead. I well, was going to say... Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Um. I started off with Fuji with the X100S, but then I went to an X-T1. Mm -hmm. um, the autofocus on that finally died, and then I went to an X-T3. Yeah. Well, the thing with the <laughs> with the uh, X100 series is you have one lens, 35-millimeter okay. equivalent, and um, I still shoot with the X100, the V, and... Uh, you know, people say, well, gee, what happens? You can't, you know, you can't put a zoom lens on it or whatever. And I, my theory is, well, if if I need a different lens and it's not my shot. And, and just move on and find something else. But Yeah, uh, and it forces you to get closer. Too. Yeah, well, that's for sure. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it does. So are you are you still shooting with like a thirty five millimeter or a twenty eight or whatever on the street? Or, um, or... <clears throat> I usually use an eighteen to fifty five. Oh, you that's, do? Okay, that's my go to, and I don't know that I go up to the fifty five very much, but um, I have it if if I want. You know, one thing I really like about your work and that I noticed in several shots is how you've been able to layer not just people, but people having a whole range of expressions on their face or everybody having the same expression on their face. Is that just luck? How do you how are you getting these? (laughs) Well, one of the things I like to do, um, well, I like my photos to tell a story if possible and try to tell that story by the use of foreground or background people Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um for example i don't know if you looked at the photo the woman that's holding the sign that says he's an asshole can i say that yeah you can say that (laughs) i love that photo (laughs) well you know i could have just photographed her and then people would wonder well who's she talking about but included in the composition in behind her is a guy who put himself on a step stool, I guess. Uh, and he's holding a book, obviously railing about something. And there's a woman next to him gesturing towards a woman with the sign, kind of asking him to, you know, respond to her. So by including them in the composition, you know what the woman with the sign is referring to. So are you ever nervous to be in situations like that where yeah. people are kind of having a near confrontation already? <laughs> no. In fact, one of the things I, I like to do, and there aren't enough of these around here, I like photographing demonstrations. I don't know if you noticed some of my demonstrations, yeah. but, mm-hmm. but no. I really enjoy doing that. But um, no, I've never been afraid on the streets. I mean, I, I used to take trips to New York several times a, a year and I would be by myself and just crisscross Manhattan and it's like, Hey, it's fine. And I think New Yorkers are wonderful. actually. Yeah. They get a bad rap. Yeah. Um, yeah. I like the one you must've been in a demonstration. Uh, some lady giving you the finger. Yeah, you know, that was- I, Everybody, every street photographer needs at least one <laughs> bird photo. That, that was a stop the steel rally. And, uh, it was actually in 2020. And the interesting thing was the police made those people go behind a, a particular barrier in Harrisburg at the Capitol. And there were a line of photographers. I guess there were about 12 of us, 10 or 12 of us, just shooting the crowd. Yeah. And I got several photos of her. And then finally, she gave me the finger and told me to get the whatever camera out of her face. So. Yeah, well. <laughs> So that was the final photo in a series, huh? (laughs) An exclamation point. Even at that, I wasn't afraid because, you know, they weren't, they were rowdy, but they weren't aggressive. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, Kind of thing. I've I've never actually been in a demonstration where I've felt that people were aggressive. But then, you know, there aren't that many of them here in Harrisburg. Hmm. Yeah, I went... I was in, I just stumbled on one in DC on the mall at the Lincoln Memorial and it was an atheist thing. And then there were a lot of, you know, people from churches and things around holding up signs. 
and I thought, oh, this this could get ugly. But you know what? There were like groups of people. There were like some of the atheists and some of the Christians, and they were just sitting there having discussions. Oh, cool! <laughs> that was you know, it was a nice moment. It was kind of boring yeah. as a photographer, but <laughs> but it was pretty nice. Yeah, they're waiting for Lou. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Louis Louis Nye, the science guy. What, what's oh, his name? Bill yeah. Nye, the science oh, guy. Nye. I guess he's a famous atheist. Yeah. No offense to atheists, but it was just it was kind of an interesting moment. So, yeah, not everybody's rowdy at these things. Yeah. Um, there was one photo. I don't know if you saw that. Um, I don't even know what the demonstration was. And I, I ended up following or trying to cut off these people. They started at the Capitol and went around 2nd Street in Harrisburg. And I cut them off in the opposite direction. There's two guys. The guy on the right in the photo is kind of waving to me. But. The guy on the left had this huge rifle or gun. So I don't even, I've never seen it. I don't yeah. know if it went, so I have no idea what it was. And of course, straps of bullets around his waist and around his chest. But I had to chuckle because there he is with all this firepower and he has his hand over his face like he's afraid of the camera. So <laughs> I just, that just yeah. struck me as funny. I thought everybody in Pennsylvania had guns like that. Well, I don't know if they're that big. But yeah. By the way, I remembered what I was going to tell you when talking about. Um, okay. Me, I, me trying to be inconspicuous. I have my camera's autofocus light turned off mm -hmm. so that people can't tell if I'm taking their photo or not. Yeah. And I also have uh, the shutter on electronic, which means it's silent. Yeah. So that, that's just a, something I wanted to mention. Yeah. Do you do you ever shoot from the hip or do you always raise your camera? Uh, sometimes from the hip, but I find that unless I have the camera against my head, I, I have a tendency to have camera shake. Mm -hmm. So I try to raise the camera as often as possible. You know, when I'm holding it down at my waist, it, it moves around. Yeah. Master shutter. <laughs> Yeah, well, at night, on you know. <laughs> sometimes you can't. But. Yeah, especially at night. Um, you know, I try to get as fast a shutter as possible at, at the carnivals. Um, I've, I've uh, done handheld. You know, that's all hand. Everything's handheld. But um, yeah, I've yeah. gone down as low as one fifteenth of a second. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So. Uh, you're from, you live in Harrisburg, so if if I was to go there and visit, what what's a great place to shoot? Uh, along the riverfront. Yeah. Um, and City Island, there are always people. Um, the riverfront too. Um, during holidays, is always set up for either arts festivals or um, other types of festivals. In fact, this past weekend, and I'm, I have to confess, I didn't get to go, but there was a um, Native American powwow at City Island. Oh, really? That'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. And this coming weekend is um, what we call Gallery Walk. It's sponsored by the Art Association, and uh, people can go from gallery to gallery and place to place to see all sorts of exhibits of art. Not necessarily all photos, but and, and also it's the uh, opening of the Pennsylvania art of the state. So if you're heading this way, that would be a great place to, to go to start your weekend. Yeah. yeah.
I have never been to Harrisburg. I was close. I was in a suburb once. Uh, ridden by there many times on your lovely turnpike. <laughs> well, you need to come up. and I should. Yeah, it's a great place for the arts. You need to come down here. Come down to our mountains. Well, you've got mountains too. Yeah, come summer. down to Florida and you can shoot the carnivals because Florida yeah. man never got afraid of having fun at the carnival. <laughs> oh, really? They never had to stop going. So they're still having fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How come you're not shooting carnivals? You afraid to take, take the little guy there? No, actually, we went last year. Um, oh. but it was, you know, little Josiah's first time. It was, yeah. He was still so tiny. We were mostly taking pictures of him. Yeah, oh, of course. <laughs> and his reaction to the pig races and whatnot. <laughs> oh, oh. I... And it was real hot, so we didn't we didn't last as long as we might have. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. He's bigger now, of course. Yeah, got to yeah. keep a a rain on him though. So yeah, so the the river. I never thought about that. Of course, you've got Three Mile Island that's up up the river too. Yeah, well, that's closed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for good reason um yeah in fact upcoming there's a a, a celebration called Woofstock along the river later this month I've people bringing their dogs and there's always uh dog oh. benefits and uh i read on i know something you wrote on the blog i forget what it was about but you mentioned that dog owners usually don't mind having their pictures their pictures taken and i was like that's such a good point you that's a yeah, good really. uh, a good subject if you're nervous about doing a street portrait look for a dog owner yeah yeah <laughs> yeah and it's good you know it's a good way to start a conversation too because mm -hmm. people always like talking about their dogs they do and mick can i take a photo of your dog he's so cute <laughs> or he's ugly or whatever i love um, that picture you have of a man holding a pig Oh, like yeah, over his pig. shoulder. That's a great portrait. <laughs> yeah, that pig had his own Facebook page for a while. Um, <laughs> I can't remember the pig's name, but um, he wasn't, you know, he wasn't like future meat. He was, he was a, a, like a visitor to the forum show. <laughs> but um, something else I, I guess I should have mentioned when we were talking about my history of photography, back into and how I got to doing street photography. In 2014, after I went to that Gary Winogrand exhibit, later that year, I did take a, a workshop with the In Public Group in New York City. It was a three-day workshop. Mm. Um, the In Public Group, I guess, is still around, but it's different people. But um, they talked about different techniques to use for street photography. And the one that um, Melanie Einzig uh, promoted was walking which is what i had sort of um adopted as my technique and even before the workshop so um but there there were others like matt stewart who's now who's now a, a magnum photographer yeah. had us like into the street corners photographing people mm. as they approach which is kind of um daunting actually mm. but um you really have to be comfortable with photo photographing people and not and being recognized as you're doing it so a great exercise yeah, yeah so he just that was part of your workshop is you just had to stay in one place in one place yep. yeah um after a while people get tired of seeing you and they 
Just forget you're there. Forget. Well, we were all, he, we were on Fifth Avenue, and oh. um, it was packed. Yeah. So people didn't notice anyway, for the most part. Sure. Um, and the other fellow, Christoph Agu, if I pronounced his name correctly, he was great. He took us in the subway and into Queens, and he was really big on teaching us how to see, you know, mm-hmm. what to look for. And I think that more than anything probably is important with street photography. Know yeah. what it is you're photographing and why, you know, before you press the shutter. So, yeah. So what did How you do? You do that. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. No, no, no. That's fine. I was going to ask the same question. Too. <laughs> what, just how, ask do better. how do you see, like, what did you take away from that workshop as far as how, you know, when you're taking a photo of something worthwhile? Well, that's a good question. Um, one of the things that I don't know if I can answer that. <laughs> it's, it's kind like, of like counterintuitive well, because, you know, yeah. street photography is like you don't know what you're going to see when you go out, but you also have to yeah. know how to see. <laughs> yeah, but you, you see it as you're going and you see mm-hmm. something unfolding that looks like it would be interesting or you see people interacting in in a certain way um or expressing themselves or their facial expressions or whatever and one thing i i like to do is photograph people from the front i don't really like to photograph people from behind you know it's important to me in my photos to see their faces and see their expressions and uh get a feel for what they're thinking or feeling yes mark seymour says show me the nose (laughs) <laughs> show me the nose i go that makes total sense yeah i don't know if i answered that well but i think so that you you know you want people you know you want expressions and something happening something yeah, going I mean, on <laughs> i like to photograph people interacting with each other or interacting with their environment um emotional responses um to things stories um so basically to see keep your eye on the people yeah (laughs) but on the other hand you're not you're not maybe this is the wrong word you're not shy about not including people in the photo Mm -hmm. like in your industrial gallery i very much like that gallery i do too this one thing i really like about about the northeast about Pennsylvania or even where I'm from in Ohio, older older industries that aren't active anymore and they've left a lot of very interesting buildings behind. A lot of this around Pittsburgh as well. And so you're not photographing people, but you're photographing the, the effects of people, like like yeah. said, things they left behind. What what got you into that? I just find a certain amount of beauty and power in these places um i mean many of them in my gallery are still active Mm. um and i just find them i don't know there's a certain beauty there that i really appreciate um a lot of people i'm sure would look at them as being ugly as light on the landscape but i don't find them that way (laughs) and it's the kind of thing too that that um gallery in my website I don't go out looking for those places. I photograph them when I see them because mm-hmm. I don't know where they are, basically. But if I'm going somewhere, 
and I happen to see an industrial site, I usually stop and photograph it if I can. Yeah, I I find them fascinating. Um, my uh, father-in-law worked in the steel mill in Cleveland. They had two big steel mills. And he, he was on, when he worked in, was the hot roll. They did cheat steel. And they, and they would have family day. So we could go there on family day. And they, you know, they had stuff set up and had picnics and things. But then you could go in and they'd take these ingots of steel. I mean, they're probably eight feet by eight feet, huge hunks of steel. And they're molten hot. And they throw them in this machine and they roll them out. Sparks are flying everywhere. It was more interesting than going to Disneyland or any amusement park. And we were only like, yeah. you're only a few feet from there. They would probably never do it today. You know, because yeah, that's of what I was about to say. That was a once yeah. in a lifetime yeah, thing. Cause it's <laughs> fascinating. And so okay. I, I, I love photographing in those environments when I can. I'm sorry. What did what, you say? I was, well, was going to ask if you've ever come up to Bethlehem. Uh, no, I've yeah. never been to Bethlehem. Just uh, oh. Cleveland, Pittsburgh. But uh, yeah, you have Bethlehem Steel there, and yeah, huge. Well, they've, yeah, they've obviously closed the steel mills, but yeah. at night they're lit up. Really? Yes, uh, all different colors. And a few years back, they um, built a walkway the whole way along the steel mills, so that you can walk along and look into the mills and see how. Uh, well, you don't see how things were, but. You can see what the inside of the mill looked like. That's really cool. I didn't know they did that. Yeah, um, I should. I should just out of curiosity uh, send you a couple of the color photos I took of. Yeah, I'd uh, like to see them. Yeah. While I'm, while I'm mentioning Bethlehem, going back to my Harrisburg uh, nighttime photos, ten of them are being exhibited at the Payne Gallery at Moravian College right now. And the opening oh. is next Wednesday. Thursday, I guess. <clears throat> yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that because I did want to ask you. So you you took this, you kind of got started, I guess, with street photography around 2013, 2014, right? Yeah. So yeah. at what point did you decide you wanted to show your work and how did you go about getting it mm -hmm. exhibited or into a gallery? How did you, I mean, where did you even start? Well, I think part of it was the camera club. If there were competitions coming up, um, they would let the members know. And then there are places on the internet, like internet, like Cafe Call, um, that um, lists upcoming competitions. And once you start competing, then you get on the mailing list for the next competition. So it just kind of mushroomed from there. <clears throat> How many times did you enter before somebody showed your work? Or, well, this this is kind of embarrassing for me to admit, but. Oh, not embarrassing, but I, I feel like I should have more humility. The very first photo <laughs> I took walking the streets of Harrisburg, the very first street photo I sent to Black and White magazine, and it got in. Wow. wow. Um, it's, I don't know if you remember seeing it. It's um, these two people were hawking roses and flowers at night, you know, on the street yeah. when everybody's out going to restaurants and bars and stuff. It just seemed like a, an unlikely place to set up, a, you know, flowers to sell people. Um, you know, who wants to carry a bunch of flowers into a bar or restaurant? But um, there was an incredible sadness about the, the woman's face. And I, 
I just felt I had to take that photograph. A very poignant um, expression on her face. Wow. First time in black and white. Have you been in since? Yeah, I have, but I've also been rejected since, too. Yeah, well, of course. Yeah, yeah I've been in Black and White magazine, I think, seven times, but it wow. hasn't all street photography. Mm. Uh, my industrial stuff was in twice. So you've gotten a lot of compliments on your work. It's been accepted in some shows and magazines. Have you ever had any painful criticism that could be hard to take or... Maybe you had some good lessons from it. Well, usually when you enter a competition, you just get rejected and they don't tell you why. Yeah. I have had a couple of portfolio reviews. Um, you know, some of, some of them have been great and then others have just been so-so. Um, and I always felt or and sometimes felt that the person wasn't really paying attention to what was in the photos. So uh -huh. that was my take on it. I justified the negative. <laughs> by saying that but um yeah i mean i've had criticisms in the camera club um mm -hmm. competitions lots of that and it's like hey that's someone's opinion the same as someone who thinks your photo is great that's their opinion too so yeah you know it's all subjective take the good with the bad yeah but the and, ones who think they're i'm sorry go ahead well i was going to say and you know many times the, the criticism is uh helps you learn and I, I think that was uh, one of the useful things about the camera club competitions because, you know, they can tell you what they think would make the photo better. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't always agree with them, but yeah, sometimes you do. Do you, um, was there any particular situation that comes to mind where you got some criticism and it helped you turn a corner in some way? Um, I think, well, I don't know if this is a real corner. Um, mm. I remember an, an aha time, moment. How's that? Yeah. Well, <laughs> it was maybe an aha in a, in a different sense. Um, not like aha, that person's right. But one of my photos, and it was a street photo, and the judge told me that I had to have detail in the black. There was no detail in my black. And, you know, at the time I accepted it and I thought, well, yeah, you know, maybe I have, to, I'm doing it wrong. Mm. And, but then I, you know, started studying other street photographers and no, you don't have to have detail in the black. No. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's, it's I one agree of those, with you. Yeah. It depends. It's one of the, yeah. yeah. It's one of those rules in photography that I think um street photography has allowed me and other photographers to escape from kind of you, you know it's like yeah you can abide by the photography rules to an extent but basically you make your own rules when you're doing street photography yep I mean, yeah. when I look at some of the other people's compositions, like Robert Frank, you know, people coming and entering from the frame, um, yeah. yeah, parts of it blur, parts of the photo blurred. Um, yeah, maybe they're walking yeah, out of the frame. Yes. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so there are all sorts of things like that that, um, you know, in fact, a friend of mine, we always used to carpool camera club and we 
discuss the, the results of the judging on the way home. And we used to say that if we had entered one of, like, say, Robert Frank's photos or <laughs> yeah. maybe Gary Lou, <laughs> probably wouldn't have uh, won the competition. So um, probably not. <laughs> it kind of like made us feel better. But um, yeah, I mean, the competitions were a learning experience and I, I do value them. Um, yeah. It's just you reach a point where you have to say, you know, it's time to do your own thing, kind of. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So, you know, I, I didn't ask you up front, what, uh, are you ret retired from a career? And, well, and, and I, was so a, it, I was a librarian for 20 years. Oh, really? Yes, I worked for Westinghouse for 10 years in Pittsburgh, and then oh. the Dauphin oh. County Library System for 10 years. Um, in 1997, though, I decided I needed a change, and I quit and started a pet sitting service. So I'm still doing that. It's like my 27th year. Wow. Yeah, for a long time, I was doing it full time. And I mean, like from six o'clock in the morning till nine or 10 at night. Oh, my. But uh, yeah, but um, now it's like I've cut back considerably and I'm only seeing cats because I just. Uh, <laughs> Low maintenance. A, well, I can't meet a dog's schedule and. I did mm. get pulled down a couple of times <laughs> by medium-sized dogs, not even big dogs. Um, and, and, you know, if I'm going to, like, camera club meetings at night, I wouldn't be able to walk a dog at night, so there's that. But it yeah. is something I enjoy. And, yeah. Uh, and I'm petless now. I have no pets, so seeing other people's pets is really nice. That's probably plenty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Especially yeah, dogs. I, I kind of wished I had one of my cats here to purr and keep me calm for this through this interview. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so you lived in Pittsburgh. Well, that's I a did. good thing. I, I loved Pittsburgh. Me too. Me Pittsburghers too. are wonderful. That's Most wonderful. of them, except for the Steelers fans. But other than that, <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> I grew up very close to Pittsburgh. But, uh, did you? Yeah, my dad was a huge Steelers fan, but, but I moved to Cleveland, and then I evolved and became a Browns fan. But I still like the Steelers too. But that, who cares about that? Nobody. <laughs> Nobody. Football fans care about football it. <laughs> fans. That's right. It starts this weekend. Yeah, that's good. What what part of town do you live in? Pittsburgh. Well, I I lived in Oakland while I was going to Pitt. I went to Pitt for a year. Oh. And I lived in Oakland. Uh, that makes sense. Up, yeah, a few blocks up from Carnegie Museum, which was wonderful. <clears throat> and then I moved to Swissville and then out to uh, Monroeville because I was mm. at the, uh, what they called the Glass Palace on the, the hill, Monroeville. Yeah. Yeah. In all those places. My, yeah. um, my my son was uh, applying to photojournalism school at Ohio University and he had had to do a portfolio and um so i took him to pittsburgh because it was very different from cleveland and he, he went crazy photographing around the bridges and you know everything it's a yeah, wonderful yeah. town to photograph in it is and he got in awesome, awesome. yeah they only <laughs> took like 17 students every year so wow yeah but anyway enough of that 
So, um, so what's next for you? What are you working on that, uh, that you're can talk about? Well, I don't have any projects going other than still doing a bit of the carnival, um, uh, photos. Um, they're coming to an end right now. Um, other than that, just trying to get out whenever I can and photograph. I have to confess that the, the pandemic year really put a job to me as far as my health. Um, yeah. It was a very sedentary year, and mm -hmm. uh, I haven't quite recovered from that. I don't walk as well as I used to, and uh, I don't deal with the heat anymore either. So well, I'm just glad to get out whenever I can. Yeah, heat, heat's been bad the last few years, especially yeah. this year. Yeah, yeah, keep at it, keep at it. Well, why don't you tell us where people can can see your work or see more of your work? Of course, it's going to be in the article and everything, but um, sadly, not everybody who listens to this podcast is a subscriber. <laughs> but um, Well, the, the 10 photos I mentioned that are at the um, Payne Gallery in Bethlehem, um, I didn't make it into Art of the State this year. Uh, I do have two photos on exhibit at the Art Association in Harrisburg. It's a member show. It's not a juried show. But this year's theme was Art Is. And I submitted um, one photo of a Native American at a powwow I had attended years ago uh, and I, with the title Art Is Celebratory. And another photo of... Um, a fellow I photographed last Halloween, he's on my website named Billy Packer, and he dressed in drag for a Halloween party. And oh, I, yeah. I, I, I entered him under the heading that art is transformative. So that's cool. He, too bad he can't go to Florida. Why? Well, because he oh. dressed in drag. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm well, making a bad joke. No, no. He, well, Mainly he, for he Ashley, because she lives in Florida. <laughs> he moved to Philly, and uh, I think that's probably a great place for him to be. <laughs> yeah, he he's a makeup. He was a makeup artist, and uh, he got a job in in a salon in Philadelphia, and I think is doing some theater work. That's good. That's a good town too. <laughs> I like Pennsylvania, even though I joke about it. Well, you need to come up to Harrisburg. I do. You know, I really do. It's not far away. Well, and the art of the state will be in the state museum uh, through January. So, so, so what is the art of the state? Oh, it's Pennsylvania art of the state. It's a competition uh, for people, artists from Pennsylvania. And you enter up to three whatever's three three images uh and it includes painting drawing sculpture crafts photography really? uh yeah and when do and they hold that well it opens this sunday sunday and then that the, would be september the 11th is it september the, oh it opens okay yeah by the time this by the time this airs, it uh, will be over. But remember oh, no, for next year. Yeah. No, no, it, it's it's oh. open through January. Oh, okay. All yeah. right. So September 11th to January. Very good. Yes. 
Um, very good. No excuse not to go. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a very big deal in Pennsylvania um, for the artists in Pennsylvania. So, and tell us where people can find your work online. Uh, do you want me to list my website address? Please, and we'll put it in there. I thought we had a long domain name, but <laughs> yeah, it's, I, I should have thought through this before I picked. Uh, so should we? <laughs> All right, it's Karen Cummings. That's Cummings with an O. Streetwisephotography.com. Did you have to wait for that? Did you have to buy it from somebody else? Yeah, I went to domain. Oh no, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, the one that I wanted was, I'm sorry, it's slow. The one that I wanted was just streetwise, and that was taken. Oh, that's gone. Oh, yeah. 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 We know We know who's got that one. <laughs> Do you? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to, I'm not going to share it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that that's a good one. Yeah, that's a real good one. So, uh, cool. Well, thanks, Karen. I, you know, I really appreciate it. Uh, glad to finally meet you. I've been looking forward to this almost all year. I mean, it's been a long time since we first connected. So, well, thank you. And I'm yeah. really honored to be here. Yeah. And then when we're done, uh, step out in the hallway and thank the carpet guys for, for, for not making any noise. Yeah. It's really <laughs> quiet, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. It is. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks. And uh, we look forward to seeing your feature. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, too. And I hope uh, I hope the podcast <laughs> went well. <laughs> oh, yeah. Went very well. All right. Your thoughts about the show go a long way in helping us decide on the guests and the subjects that we include in each episode. So please take a few moments to write a review in Apple Podcasts or whatever service you use to stream your podcasts. It helps us know if we're on the right track, and it helps others to find and enjoy the show. The editor of Street Photography Magazine is Ashley Refo, and our audio engineer is Russell Boyd from WeBit Studios, found at webitstudios.co.uk. I'm Bob Patterson, and this is the Street Photography Magazine podcast, a service of Street Photography Magazine.